Hello friends, my name is Zachary Stockhill from RetroactiveJealousy.com. In today's video, I'm going to talk about retroactive jealousy and sex. If you benefit from this video or if you benefit from my work in general, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to let me know by leaving a comment beneath this video with your thoughts, with your feedback, being sure you click the like button as well, and also making sure that you are subscribed to my channel to be notified of new videos moving forward. Okay, this video is going to be not suitable for work, <laughs> not suitable for children. So I'll just say that up front. But anyone in my position, my position being, you know, more or less the public face of retroactive jealousy for a long time. I've been out there, I've been putting my real face and my real name out there for a long time on this issue. I've been on BBC News and Huffington Post and Radio 4 and all this stuff. And I don't say that to, to brag or boast in any way, but just to let you know that being in this position, being the retroactive jealousy guy for so long, you know, I get a lot of email, I get a lot of feedback back from retroactive jealousy sufferers. And I've been getting thousands of emails, hundreds of coaching calls, etc., for a very long time. So I like to think that I have a decent handle on this issue. And a question that I get quite a bit relates to, shall we call it the meaning of sex? This is mostly for men, but some women as well. Guys write to me, mostly guys write to me, and there's some event from their girlfriend's past they're really struggling with, often a sexual event, whether it's some sexual experience that she had in her past, which you know the guy's really troubled by, or maybe the guy's a virgin and you know his girlfriend is not, or maybe you know he's a guy who's been with all kinds of women. He's had a very colorful past. His girlfriend has had a tiny handful of partners, and it's still eating him up inside just as much. And he's kind of trying to wrap his head around like, what is the meaning of sex? What does sex actually? mean if i'm looking for a future wife for example or if i'm you know looking for a long-term girlfriend whatever the case may be a lot of these guys have a lot of confusion over what sex actually means or shall we say the significance or not of certain sexual experiences so i'm going to say right off the bat that i am not a particularly religious person uh, my spiritual sort of worldview has been largely informed by years and years and years living in asia and I don't call myself a Buddhist necessarily, although I often say that the Buddha is my favorite philosopher. But anyway, I'm saying I'm not a devout Christian. I'm not a devout Muslim. I'm not a devout Jew. I'm not a devout anything, really. So I'm not going to present any kind of religious view on sex in this video because I'm certainly not qualified to do that. And if you have a really hardcore religious view on sex, I'm certainly not going to disparage you for that. Nothing wrong with that, but if you're looking for that, this is not the video for you. So basically people ask, what do I think about sex? You know, people just ask me straight up sometimes, like my girlfriend did X, what do you think? Or my girlfriend did this once, and what does that mean? Does this mean she's a insert pejorative here? And what I tell people often is a, is a bit strange, not a, exactly an answer that I've heard anyone else share, but I, I hope you'll bear with me because I do think this, uh, this might be thought provoking for anyone struggling with this question of the meaning of sex. So I kind of see sex like food, okay? I, I said this is gonna get weird, so just bear with me, please. So you can have different experiences of dining that are so different, they almost don't belong in the same category. It almost seems insane to put them in the same category because they're so different even though they're both technically food, even though they're both technically dining. For example, you can get drunk at 2.30 in the morning, be stumbling home from the bar, walk past a McDonald's or walk past a fast food restaurant and say, you know what would be good right now? A big cheeseburger and fries and a Coke. You stumble into McDonald's, maybe with your friends or whatever. 
you eat this food, you kind of just inhale it because you're drunk and you're hungry and all the rest. And maybe half an hour later, maybe the next morning, uh, you know, you kind of regret that decision. Maybe, maybe you have some indigestion or maybe you just, you know, it's extra calories that you didn't need or whatever the case may be. You kind of look at that and say, oh, that was a really dumb idea. Why did I do that? And then you move on. You basically don't remember that experience at all. It's just something that happened one night when you were 22. <laughs> and that experience is kind of, you know, gone into the, into the ether. Not particularly interesting, not particularly satisfying, certainly, and not particularly noteworthy for any reason. Now, let's fast forward a bit. You can go out to an amazing five-star restaurant with the love of your life sitting across the table. And you can have an absolutely immaculate, absolutely incredible 12-course meal, you know, with amazing imported French wines and really, really good bread and cheese that's just heavenly. It just feels like it was created on another planet. It's so delicious. And the ambiance is nice. And maybe there's nice candles in the restaurant and the, and the music is just perfect for this particular occasion. And the restaurant is so comfortable, you know, the air conditioning is not overwhelming. It's just nice. And maybe there's a body of water, like a river outside. And the food is just life-changing. I mean, if you haven't guessed by now, I really like food. <laughs> so I've had meals that are like this that were almost life-changing for me. I mean, meals that just everything is just comes together so beautifully, whether it's your company and the night air and the food and the wine. And it's just overload for your senses that kind of changes who you are as a human being. You remember that night for the rest of your life. And maybe this evening brings you closer to the company that you're sharing this with. And both of you have that connection, this incredible night for the rest of your life. You can have a meal sometimes that will change your life, or at least I think you can. Now, both of these experiences that I described are technically the same thing, right? McDonald's at 3 a.m. drunk with your buddies, and having a life-changing 12-course meal at a five-star restaurant. Both of these experiences are still technically eating, still technically dining, but they're so different. They're so profoundly different that they almost don't belong in the same category. In some ways, it seems absolutely crazy to say both of those experiences involved dining because they're so different. Now, is sex more important, significant, than eating. Of course it is. I'm being overly simplistic here to try to prove a point, try to illustrate a point. You know, of course, sex and eating are not the same thing. Of course, having sex is a bigger deal than having a hamburger. Of course, of course, of course. However, and if you dig back into the, you know, your own personal history, I feel like you might agree with me, depending on your personal history, of course. Think of a one night stand, shall we say, kind of sloppy one night stand that you had and it was a, kind of a bad idea and it wasn't satisfying and it was awkward and didn't really do anything for you and then maybe five minutes after you regret it. Compare that with an amazing night of mind-blowing, you know, tantric <laughs> lovemaking with your long-term partner, with the love of your life, looking deeply into each other's eyes and feeling like your bodies are melding and, you know, gazing into each other's souls in some sense. Compare these two experiences. They almost don't belong in the same category, even though they're both technically sex. And so this is kind of the way that I see sex. And I think when you look at sex like this, it becomes easier to make peace with the past, whether it's your own past or your partner's past. It becomes easier to make peace with things that don't matter anymore. It becomes easier to let things go. It becomes easier to overlook, shall we say, a mistake from our partner's past because it was 10 years ago, it doesn't matter anymore. It's more or less a one-off event. 
And it's not important because, wow, look at the experience we're sharing right now. Look at the incredible connection we have right now. Why am I wasting all this time thinking about when my girlfriend went to McDonald's <laughs> 10 years ago and you know drunkenly regretted it kind of thing. Now, if you see sex only as you know, the 12 course dining experience, so to speak. If you see sex only as a profound spiritual melding of souls and that's all that you see sex as and that's all you want in a partner and that's all you've had and like you have very, very clear values around sex that you're not willing to compromise on, then I'm not trying to tell you to compromise on that stuff. If that's genuinely what you want and you want a partner who's only had that, then by all means, go find that if that's what's really important to you. You know, I don't ever try to tell people that you'd have to think a certain way or you have to think like me. Of course not. I'm not an ideologue and I'm certainly not trying to, you know, shove my beliefs into everyone's face and force them to accept them. However, if you see sex as mostly that, the 12 course dining experience, and you don't want anyone who's ever had the McDonald's at 3 a.m., number one, in 2021, your options are probably going to be kind of limited depending on where in the world you live because most of us have had the McDonald's at 2.30 in the morning sex that men alike, in some ways, maybe later we kind of regretted. But another important thing to note is if you've only had McDonald's, <laughs> I don't mean to pick on McDonald's in this video. I love a good Big Mac. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Just play along. But if you've only had McDonald's, shall we say, for a few years or whatever, and then you have a 12-course meal, chances are pretty good that you're going to appreciate the 12-course meal far more than you would if you didn't have all of the crappy McDonald's experiences. In other words, some of our lesser sexual experiences, some of our regrets, perhaps some of our mistakes around our past can help us appreciate the amazing sexual connection, the amazing sex we have with our partner, you know, more than we would have otherwise. For some of us, not everyone, but for some of us, it's important to have that perspective. It's important to have the, you know, mistakes, whatever you want to call it, one night stands, whatever you want to call it, so we can appreciate the good stuff even more, so we can appreciate the incredible partner we have in our life now even more. Some of us need that perspective, certainly not everyone, but a lot of us do. All of this is to say that I think it's important if you're struggling with retroactive jealousy to really make up your own mind and think about how you view sex. And frankly, for some of you, maybe start experimenting with some slightly different paradigms, some slightly different perspectives on sex, because what you're looking for might not actually be what you want, number one, if you're honest with yourself deep down. And number two, most of us have some mistakes in our past, or sh shall we say, have some experiences in our past which we're not particularly proud of, which we're not particularly keen to share with the world, but those experiences are there. And frankly, some of those experiences made us who we are today. And I don't know about you, but I'll take a 12 course meal over McDonald's any day. So there you have it, some kind of random psychedelic stream of consciousness thoughts on sex. I don't know if you noticed, but I don't often plan out these videos. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, thanks for bearing with me through that. But if you got anything out of this video, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a comment beneath this video telling me your thoughts. Please be sure to hit the like button as well. And if you wouldn't mind, make sure you are subscribed to my channel as well to be notified of new videos moving forward. Thanks again for watching. Thanks for bearing with me. And I'll talk to you again very soon.